0: ourselves the tough questions and get honest with God about what he wants to do in us and through us for the kingdom. Hey sister friend, I'm Heather, teacher turned six-figure corporate exec, turned top 1% network marketer, turned dream job, living my best life as a mindset strategist and kingdom blueprints coach for Christian entrepreneurs. I believe your life is like a garden and your business plays a major role in fulfilling your purpose and calling. Are you ready to get your mindset and heart set in sync with the Father so you can bloom into all he's created you to be? Then let's grow, girl. Friend, my goodness, the enemy, (laughs) I do not like to give him more credit, any credit at all, but goodness, we've got to acknowledge he has got some schemes and tactics and lies that he loves to throw our way in order to steal, kill, and destroy our peace, our joy, our confidence in who God is, and so to get us off course to run this race that we are all called to run. So thanks for being here because this is going to be a raw and real episode about, you know, really, I literally just two minutes ago before I started recording this podcast, I got some discouraging news, some really discouraging news, and it certainly can throw me in a tizzy, but it re- it's... Funny and not right that like, I have known what I was going to record on this episode. And one of the things is the enemy loves to sow seeds of discouragement. Because your life is like a garden. It's the entire reason why the Garden of Favor podcast exists because the Lord has showed me, Heather, your life is like a garden and I am asking you to cultivate something. In fact, in different seasons of your life, I will ask you to expand your garden and cultivate different things and more things. And so, you know, he loves to come into our gardens and take up space that is not his so that we don't produce good fruit. I don't know about you and what season of life that you're in right now, but I want to encourage you. Listen, if we know the strategies of the of, of the comp- of opponents that we're going against, right? It's just like sports. Like why do football teams study study films, right? They watch They're whoever they're going against for the next game so that they know their strategies. Why? So that they can be a step ahead of them. So this episode is all about getting a step ahead of the enemy so that whatever he is trying to plant in your garden to take up space that prevents you from producing more fruit of having a garden full of the evidence of God's favor that you are aware of it and that you have the tools at the end I'm going to share with you three really easy tips I am so I'm a teacher by trade that's what I went to school for I taught elementary school certified K to six so I do a lot of um I do a lot of acrostics I do a lot of uh, alliteration I don't know it, it just works for me and so I hope you're here for it but today we're gonna talk about the six weeds of the enemy that he loves to plant in your garden and they all start with D and then I'm gonna give you three tips on how to prevent those weeds from actually taking over your garden and those all actually start with peas so let's dive in because I need this as much as you again I literally like I said two minutes before I started recording this episode So much discouragement. I'm like, really? Really? So, and in fact, today I even posted on my, uh, in our group on Facebook. If you're not in our Garden of Favor Facebook community, get over there. I do share some usually very real, raw, real-time stuff with you there. But certainly posted about today I'm choosing joy. Literally, the shirt I have on today says choose joy. I'm like, today I'm choosing joy, peace, and, uh, you know, just trusting God and faith and love. And here we are. I have had many opportunities today to choose other things. Like, nope, put on the praise music. Get out of your feelings. Get into God's word, Heather. Come on, you can do this. You already know. And so here we are. The messages that I ever share with you all, it's not from a place of I know it and I figured it out. It's a place of God's walked me through it and or is walking me through it, and I need a refresher. And so today, it actually comes from module seven of bloom academy i've shared that with you guys a few times it bloom academy what was birthed out of a season of my life uh where i was desperately crying out to god what are you what did you create me to do you know i built multiple businesses very successful businesses by the world standards but lord i only want to do what you want me to do and i am feeling very lost i'm feeling very frustrated and confused and purpose lists. and so if you are there i encourage you email us we can get you the details on what is bloom academy and how you can do it is this uh, currently i'm offering it as a self-paced study with you and the lord to help you discern what it is that he's created you to do and more than that to understand that your life is like a garden and all the pieces to it but this comes from actually module seven of it which is toward the end and i talk about the six common weeds of the enemy Again, he uses these on all of us. And so when we know the strategies of our, of our opponent, we don't have to be so surprised when it happens. Even though, like I said, like two minutes ago, I'm like, oh, really? We're here. We are here. But I love Hosea 10, 12. It says, so do yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground for it is time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you. So Father, I pray over this episode today that it rains righteousness on each ear that listens to this, Father, that you are able to help us break up the fallow ground that is in our heart to identify the weeds that the enemy has planted in the middle of the night or maybe as we were children and we didn't even know it and we really didn't have that opportunity to... Our prefrontal cortex was not developed enough for us to choose whether that was right or wrong. So Lord, we just pray that you show us what is the lie that we are believing today and help us to replace it with truth so that we can produce good fruit and expand your kingdom. All right. So let's dive into weed number one. Weed number one is, well, it's doubt, doubt. And this is the very first one because the enemy used this in the book of Genesis. He did it with Eve. In Genesis 3 1 he said did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden did God really say oh he does this all the time have you ever doubted something and you felt more maybe you felt like you heard something from the Lord and then all of a sudden there was just like this major confusion about it and you're like wait I don't have I don't have peace about this and you know sometimes that is from God obviously if because he wants to make sure it's okay to make sure like you hear this from God however Don't forget that this is like the oldest trick in the book of the enemy. Did God really say? Did he really say you can't eat that? Did he really say you shouldn't start that business? Did he really say that you should or shouldn't do that? Doubt. Beyond that, is God really good? Listen, this was a question I really started to search my heart. I've been a believer essentially my whole life, and I've been in church my whole life by the grace of God. However, sometimes when you're told things and you don't really know them on your own because you haven't walked through things, when you are stretched, and I think 2020, I think 2020, 2021 is such a stretching of our faith. Do you really believe what you say you believe? Or is it just this fun thing to talk about when life's good? Or it makes you, you know, feel like a good girl because you say God is good. So God really, I got to this root of like, do it do I really believe that God is good? Is he good? What's his definition of good? What's my definition of good? Are they the same? I don't know. But if the enemy can get you to doubt who you are as a child of God and get you to doubt who God is as El Shaddai, as Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi, all the things that God is righteous, love, just, peace, merciful, gracious, kind. Is he really? Really? Is God really? Are you really special? Do you really have a purpose? We can match up those thoughts. We can take those thoughts captive and we can match it up to the word of God. This is what I teach in the favor flow formula. We have to take our thoughts captive and then we have to do something Which say, do we want to accept that and, and store it in our hearts and take that as truth? Or do we want to reject it? I don't know, but Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So whatever you are doubting in this season of your life, know that you are God's masterpiece, one of a kind. His handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. God doesn't make junk, friends. And he is preparing you. He's He created you. You are no mistake being here right now listening to this episode it's not by coincidence it's on purpose because God created you for right now in this season and prepared something in advance for you to do and if the enemy can get you to doubt that doubt you doubt God doubt the calling he can get you to remain stuck and confused and God is not a God of confusion so if you are confused I want to encourage you to seek out some understanding. And whether that's from me and my team or from the the Lord himself, always go to him. But if you're wrestling with that, I've been there. Every believer has been there because, again, this is one of the oldest tricks in the book. Is God really good? Did God really say, are you actually qualified for this? I don't know. You can fit a lot of different things in there. But the other D is D word. All these, by the way, are all D words. Distract. First Peter 5, 8 says, be well balanced and always alert because your enemy, the devil, roams around incessantly like a roaring lion looking for its prey to devour. The enemy loves to, you know, sometimes we always think it's bad things. And while, yes, it could be bad things. Like, for instance, I feel like, you know, our world kind of started to seem like, through summer, it was getting a little bit more, air quotes, normal. I don't think we're ever going to go back to what we knew the world to be prior to 2020. But I was feeling a sense of like, oh, okay, like I'm seeing faces. I'm seeing actual lips. So like People are smiling and don't look so, so fearful. And so with that, I think sometimes the enemy can use good things to distract us. I know he's used like, let me give you an example. He used business ideas to distract me. That it's like, hey, maybe you should, this shiny object syndrome might look over here. And if you look over here, it gets you away from the energy and the time that you can put into the thing that God's really created you to do. But as much as I love network marketing, I feel like network marketing is a lot of that for some women who the Lord has put a dream on your heart, but you are doing something else because somebody else said it, says it was good. Is, it, is the current business you're doing a distraction? I don't know. Or is it social media? Oh my goodness my biggest thing in the morning is before I go to bed I put my I, the last thing I like to do is I like to open my Bible app read the verse of the day pray put my phone on airplane mode and go to bed turn on my turn on my um, alarm too and the reason I do that is because I have spent so many mornings so distracted by whether it was email text message Facebook Instagram whatever it was, so distracted and 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour would go by and my quiet time was over. My first kid woke up in the morning and I was so frustrated and so angry, you know, at them. But really I should have been angry at myself and frustrated with myself. But really all the enemy was doing was using a distraction. My social media, my phone. Sometimes I, I leave it in my room on purpose so that I am not even tempted to turn it off airplane mode. Whether it's, you know, even sometimes it's like, well, I just want to take a picture of this so that I can post it on my story for the morning. I have fallen. I have fallen um pray to that so many times and so the enemy loves to distract us whether it's good things or bad things maybe it's a video on a social media platform or youtube that takes you down this rabbit hole that just gets you and i'm using these examples because the enemies use them like like i'm personally these are like my own testimony Uh, 2019 I was obsessed about uh, false prophets and really I didn't even really know I mean I've read that in scripture like you know be aware of false prophets but um, i was starting to see some teachings that I had started to follow and really I thought oh my goodness I can't trust anybody and I would go down these deep dark rabbit holes and again not to say that God won't use those things to to grow us but I became like obsessed over knowing certain things and so distraction all that to say if we are watching here's a word for somebody if we are watching videos and reading books and listening to podcasts and doing this more than we're reading the word of God and discerning with the Holy Spirit like what he's trying to show us my friends that's an idol that's become a distraction okay I am convicted and I've done that all throughout 2022 even in 2021 one of the re- things I also like to do and I'm sharing some of my tips to help me prevent myself from being distracted and doubting God's goodness and all the other things we're going to talk about today, these other D words, is that I like to put, like I don't sleep with my phone next to me so that I don't lay in bed and scroll. Like I like to leave my phone on, and currently in our current situation I leave it in my on my desk which is not like right next to my bed and so I... I'm not tempted to lay in bed and scroll at night. But do I still do it? Honestly, I did it last night. I laid in bed and I scrolled far too long and I got so distracted. I could have spent that time reading the Bible. I could have spent that time praying. I could have spent that time, I don't know, even listening to like or watching or reading something else. But no, I started going down these rabbit holes. And again, so I, I, I share this with you so you know I'm human. And that like I don't always choose Jesus first. I don't always choose faith and hope and joy i want to and i try to but the enemy is like a roaring lion he's incessantly he's going pr- around he's and he's sneaky too so sometimes he's loud and obnoxious like he has been over the last year and a half especially and sometimes he's quiet and subtle and you don't even know it but at the end of the day know that he wants to distract you from the very thing that god has created you to do which is why proverbs four twenty five says keep your eyes straight ahead Ignore all sideshow distractions. Can I get an amen? All right, let's move on to the third D word of the enemy, the devil. He loves division. Oh, the enemy wants to cause disunity in your home, in your marriage, in your friendships, in your business, in your relationships of all kinds, in church, in government. Hello, look at our world today. But if we look back at the Bible and we read these stories, he did the same thing then too. Division, where there's no unity, right? And especially I think this is going through the church right now. There's such a division, whether it's masks, no mask. Vaccines, no vaccines. Republican, Democrat, no party. I don't know. Believe this, believe that. There's so many things that can be so polarizing so that we start to look at each other as enemies. And there's division. And that, you know, cancel culture is such a current 2021 example of division and social media makes it so much easier for everyone to say what they think. I want to encourage you the backspace button has been so good for me in this season and thank you the the more I mature. (sighs) There's even posts on social media that I agree with and I like and I like it and I'm like "Uh, I don't know if I want as much as I agree with it you know and that's how I feel. I don't I don't know that I want my name associated with that. Even if it, whether it's true, I don't know. I mean, it's just like some of the things are negative, right? It's a negative spin. I'm like, I don't, as much as I agree with that, I don't, I don't want my name stamped on that because I don't think Jesus would condone that, would like like that post. And that's what it all comes back to. Again, I'm not saying if you are standing up for things that are truth and they're absolutely things that, you know, the Bible says stand up for, because I do believe there's going to come a time where we have to stand up for what we believe. We have to. And we have to be bold about our faith. If we look at the, the disciples, um, we look at the apostles, what they did. They stood up for what they believed, boldly. And they faced persecution. Persecution comes in all shapes and sizes, and I think we are seeing in all forms, I think we're seeing some of the really, really dark sides of that in a lot of other countries. And I thank the Lord that we have not seen that to the extent here in the U.S. today. I pray we never get there. I don't know. That's why the Lord is like, surrender the need to know, Heather, I got you. Because you have access to love, power, and a sound line through the Holy Spirit who lives inside of you. The division that we are seeing in our world today, part of that, I think, is a refining fire of the Lord. And he is saying, I am readying my bride. I want her spotless and blameless. I want her pure. But I also think it is absolutely a tactic of the enemy to make us feel like, you know, make you feel like you're, you're alone or make you angry at other people, right? We're not supposed to, to be angry and hate other people. We can hate sin. So what is the division the enemy is trying to cause in your life? Because 2 Corinthians 13, 11 says, Finally, beloved friends, be cheerful. Repair whatever is broken among you as your hearts are being knit together in perfect unity. Live continually in peace and God, the source of love and peace, will mingle with you. As a body of believers, God wants to mingle with us. Whether you believe that speaking in tongues is good is is real or not or true or false i went to a church i grew up that they cessationists. they believe that a lot of the gifts of the spirit no longer exist um i don't go to a church like that anymore and i can still get along with you know people in my life close people in my life who don't believe in praying praying in tongues right I can get along with friends who are all about the masks and they think that that is the best way to, whether it's protect themselves or protect other people. I can get along, we can get along with each other, even if we don't agree. And especially as the body of Christ, the body cannot function well without all its body parts moving and we're all created differently so we have to honor people who are the arms and the eyes. And if you're a leg or you're a heart or whatever, the Lord is really challenging me in this season too, that I don't have to agree whether it's theology, eschatology, masks, political parties. I mean, I think it's, again, I'm here I am speaking. I, mean, I think it's, you have to pray through what you're going to vote for and um, using scripture of the clear, d- definitive things that God says yes on or no on. And that's how we have to vote. We shouldn't be so obsessed with any political party. We should be obsessed with a party of Jesus. So anyways, I could go down a rabbit hole there, but we won't. The next D word after division. He loves to divide, but he also loves to deceive. In fact, the devil is a deceiver and he wants to deceive you in your garden to prevent you from cultivating the things that the Lord wants you to cultivate and have favor, just like he deceived Eve in the Garden of Eden. She had everything she wanted, and yet he deceived her. And the enemy wants to deceive you too. He loves to deceive. The Bible says even things that are good will be called bad. Things that are bad will be called good. And then the propaganda that we are seeing, listen, if you watch TV the news stations, and uh, I just encourage you, pray about what you're watching, the music you listen to, pray about what you're letting in your eye gates and your ear gates, because the enemy is the prince of the air. The airwaves, think about it, what's going around, right? What he wants to, he loves to deceive and send the wrong messages so that you and I are deceived. And listen, the only reason you believe whatever you believe is because you were told it over and over and over again. I'm going to take it to brain science a little bit. The only reason a child that thinks that they're loved and they're beautiful is because somebody told them they're loved and they're beautiful and made them feel loved and beautiful their whole life, as opposed to the woman who is really wrestling with feeling like, you know, her her body is not a, a beautiful or that her, she's not pretty or that she's not smart or, and this goes for men and women, but, um, everything starts with a thought, which is why God says, take your thoughts captive. And it's also why he says to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The enemy wants to deceive you and he's after your mind. He's after your thoughts. And so what is he trying to deceive you on to prevent you from cultivating a garden evident of God's favor? 1 Thessalonians 5.21 says, test all things, hold fast to what is good. Or the KJV says, prove all things. That's why you have the Holy Spirit. That's why I have the Holy Spirit. We are getting a lot of information from a lot of different sources. I know I've had people message me about the vaccine, and they're like, I'm confused. And I'm like, listen, pray for wisdom, discernment, and the Holy Spirit will give you peace. Where there is no peace, there is no Holy Spirit. There's Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom, there's peace, there's liberty, so if you don't have peace about it, then you gotta pray through it. Ask for wisdom, ask, ask for discernment, give wisdom, give discernment and assignment an assignment. Test all things because the enemy wants to deceive you. And one way he'll deceive you is to tell you a lie over and over and over and over again. And oftentimes you don't even choose it because it's in music. How do you remember lyrics? Well, because you were just, you heard it, and it was catchy, right? But then it it becomes a belief. It becomes this thing that's written on your heart, which is why God says to Guard your heart. All right, the next D word is discourage. Hello, that was me five minutes before recording this episode. Like, so much discouragement. Man, and you know what discourage is? By definition, it is a deficit of courage. We are being discouraged. And there's so many different ways the enemy likes to discourage us. But some of the lies that he likes to use are these thoughts that you believe that I can't, that you can't or that god won't that this isn't important or maybe it's too late or i can't make a difference there are already other people who have failed or maybe there's already other people who are already doing it what is i don't can you hear my dog snoring cuz i can and you might be able to hear it he is sleeping next to me and he's snoring what is discouraging you right now where are you lacking courage Know that that's the enemy who is trying to steal, kill, and destroy your identity, your power, your everything that God created you to do. You are not here by chance in this season, in this time, in the, in the state that you live in, in the city that you live in, in the school district that you're in, in the business that you're in. Esther 4 13 to 14 says if you persist in staying silent at a time like this, help and deliverance will arrive for the Jews from someplace else. But you and your family will be wiped out. Who knows? Maybe you were made for such a time as this. You are here for a reason. On purpose, for a purpose, for right now. Don't let the enemy discourage you, deceive you, cause division in your home or your city or your church your friendships, your family distract you or make you doubt what God already said. And the last thing the enemy loves to do is distort. So God created the world out of nothing, right? He spoke it into existence. The enemy cannot create things. It's why he likes to take something. He'll take what God created and distort it just a bit. Just enough so that people are like, huh what well, exist or may, I don't know. How does, how's that? How's that? So in Matthew sixteen twenty three, Jesus turns and says to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. The enemy loves to think that you're losing when you're winning. And he loves to make you think that you're winning when you're losing. He can distort it just enough to maybe make, maybe even make you think it's a good thing but it's maybe not a god thing not all good things are god things and not all god things are god things for you so are we looking and are you looking through god's heavenly lenses the bible tells us that we are seated in heavenly places which means we have an aerial view of all of this which is why it's so important to learn more of the spiritual world that is very much a real thing going on. And what happens in the spiritual realm manifests in the natural. What we are seeing is a manifestation of what is happening in the spiritual realm, which is why praying the Spirit is so powerful, which is why tuning into the Holy Spirit and asking Him for discernment and wisdom so that you are not discouraged, that you are not deceived, that you are not distracted, that you are not doubting what God already said, because God's Word will not return void it's impossible Isaiah 55 9 says I don't think the way that you think the way you work isn't the way I work God's decree for as the sky soars high above the earth so the way I work surpasses the way that you work and the way that I think is beyond the way that you think which is why it's so important to pray for wisdom and discernment especially in this season of life so that you are proactive to the things that are happening around you and not so reactive but Heaven forbid, you've got to be reactive to what's happening because you've got to take the thoughts captive. You have to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. There are three really simple P words you can remember to do in this order so that you can get back into alignment, have a little adjustment to be in alignment with what God says, who God is, and who you are in Christ. And they are, first of all, pause. We live in a fast-paced world we are very reactionary to everything else well let's be let's pause first and get out of our feelings and get into god's word taking the thoughts that we're seeing or the things that we're hearing the thoughts that we have taking those captive and saying wait a second is this does this match up to god's word So we have to get out of our feelings and get in, into God's word. We have to pause for that because oftentimes we make decisions based off of our feelings, thinking that they are just truths when they're maybe they're not. I always ask my clients this. Is that true or is that the to- story you're, te- you're telling yourself? Is that true? Is that what God says or is that just the story you've told yourself so much that you believe that it's true? There's a difference. Okay, so pause is number one. Number two is pray. The Bible says pray without ceasing. That is the only thing I feel like that is getting me through this season. I wore a hat the other day to Trader Joe's. that said, uh, worry less, pray more. And a couple people stopped me and they're like, I love your hat. I'm like, it's, it's literally like the only thing getting me through this season. Pray without ceasing. Philippians 4, 6 says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Which leads into the next P is praise. So in our prayer, we can ask for things. but We also can't forget to praise the Lord. Thank him for all the things he's already done. We see the evidence of his goodness even though it looks dark, even though it looks scary, even though it's frustrating and we hear all that's going on. It's like, what on earth? When I, mean, I literally just said that out loud. Like, what is going on? Well, I know what's going on. It's a spiritual battle. We are in a spiritual war. We're not raging against flesh and blood, although it's easy to take it out on those people and be discouraged and distracted, divided, Right. But consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its works so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Because he who began a good work in you, be confident of this, that he wants to complete it. And so while the enemy is coming at you with these types of trials, doubt, distractions, division, deception, discouragement, and distorting things, these are opportunities that can test your faith, but so that you produce perseverance, and that perseverance makes you mature and ready for the rest of this race that you are on. I hope this encourages you. Again, it's not really any different from in Bible times. It's probably not any different from your entire life. But when you start to see the the tactics of the enemy and the strategies of his. And we know that the Lord gives us tools and strategies like prayer and fasting, like praise and worship. Think of the battle of Jericho, um, trusting God, praising him in the storm, taking our thoughts captive, being transformed by the renewing of our minds, right? He gives us these things and to put on all of the armor of God that he gives us. So I'm going to pray a prayer over you that I found in a book uh, a couple years ago. And um, I think it's so fitting for, again, this season that we're in. Because, again, the enemy is not really doing anything different than he's ever done. It just looks different because we're in this year and in this place of our life. And it seems like he's roaring louder and louder and louder. But that's why we, as the body of Christ, have to get louder than him. It's why we have to shine brighter than the darkness. So let me pray this prayer over you again, one that I found in a book years ago that I um, just love and pray that it blesses you so father in the name of jesus i pray in faith and i put on we put on your whole armor that we may stand against the wiles and schemes of the devil we put on your helmet of salvation we put on the breastplate of righteousness of christ jesus and we put on the girdle of truth because we know that jesus is the way the truth and the life we put on the holiness of god we put on the sandals of the gospel of peace that we can stand on the solid rock of our salvation who is jesus christ our lord Above all, we put on the shield of faith to quench every fiery arrow, spear, and missile that the devil shoots our way. Lord, we pick up our precious sword of the Spirit to slice and dice the power of the Holy Spirit to stand all the days of our life on offense and on defense. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, get your hopes up. Jesus wins. Hey, thank you for hanging out with me today. Before I go, I want to make sure that I invite you to Business Tree Bootcamp, a five day jam packed week full of tips strategies tools all the things that i have learned after building multiple businesses in a variety of different industries five six seven eight figure businesses that i've learned the hard way you know like how to do business with god not just for him because i was starting to do this that you know and yes everything we do should be for god but he wants to co-labor with us and do it with him and so i'm teaching you mindset strategies heart set strategies, bringing in some neuroscience and all, but just a bunch of good stuff that I would love to have you there. So you can get that link in the show notes. And if you have any questions about Bloom Academy or, um, any way to work together, let me know. And our team is here to help you. I pray that you have a great day.